0: It's been so long. It has been so long since I've been in a classroom.
1: It's been in so
0: long. Oh, that was nice. Thank um, you. It's the name of my new so
1: single, it, It's Been So Long. On iTunes today.
0: I don't like If it, It's on your album, Shut the Fuck Up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my album's called Shut the Fuck Up. And then, you know, it's uh, a CD that accompanies my memoirs called Is This Bitch For Real? <laughs> 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 That's not true. The actual <sighs> title of my memoir, if I ever write one, it's going to be Is It Dirt or Is It Just a Tan? A Ooh, memoir. Oh,
0: because we're not, because we, the archaeology thing.
1: Yeah, I always get I'm really smart. dirty.
0: I remember you. I remember. I know you. You're my best
1: friend. What? Guess what I. <laughs> what? Is, What? Oh no! no. Now I'm upset. (laughs) Look what you did. You had me at. Hell no.
0: Welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Allie. And I'm Mel. And we are two people exploring uh, movies we love that uh, hate us a lot, specifically rom-coms and oh, romantic movies.
1: baby. We yeah. are just two best friends who decided that during the pandemic uh, we were going to start a podcast because what else were we going to do? Um, mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out why this genre Hates us so much, and why it continues to be problematic and set wackadoodle expectations for all of us in the world.
0: But also, why are they so good too? Yeah, in some ways,
1: it it's very weird because we both do not like romance movies, and both of us have seen a disgusting amount of romance movies, and have ones that we like. I mean, uh, um, but they're not necessarily the movies we watch to
0: chill out. Mel, what do you watch to like turn your brain off to? find comfort i
1: really love horror what about you mm-hmm. oh i love a uh, goofy action film uh, yeah like and actually we we combine those two because we saw aliens the other week yeah such Ooh, a good yeah. movie Here's the thing, that get movie away from her very, you bitch
0: oh it's so oh, really good fuck. that movie is so it's really good everyone in it is good also everyone in it is like huh
1: Everyone in that
0: Everyone movie is, is a hottie, hottie boomba Ever Okay, I love that you gave me such <laughs>
1: shit for saying
0: that. A couple episodes, I forget what episode it was, but I said hottie boom balottie, And you were like, what? And I, I have never heard it like, before. It's my favorite word. I can't believe I invented hottie boom Neither <laughs> one, of, Neither one of us invented it. It was invented in at least the 90s. I'm trying to, here's the thing. White people started saying it in the nineties, which means black people probably invented it in like the seventies. If we're being honest, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Aliens is good. Everyone in it is hot, including in a confusing. Not, it's not that confusing. I think it's confusing because he's like the villain,
1: <gasps> Paul Reiser. But why is Paul Reiser so sexy uh, in that movie? Dude, I can't. I he's, ha- so, he's so evil. He reminds he's so me. Evil. Paul Reiser reminds me of my dad. I have to recuse myself from this conversation. Oh. Okay.
0: Well, I don't get that vibe, but it's confusing to me and upsetting. Also, I'm like, oh, Bradley Cooper's just doing like Paul Reiser. Like I guess. He's just I like, 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 I have blue eyes and I tried he's trying to do that voice. Hmm. I I also Bradley Cooper did a production of The Elephant Man where he played the Elephant Man. Oh no. <laughs> and it was just like him <laughs> on stage. Just as Bradley
1: Cooper <laughs> Fuck it I don't trust Bradley Cooper um, We've definitely got this- varying levels Of trust but I will say like if If we had to cast like if we made a movie About my parents and how my parents met Paul Reiser would play my dad Really? Who yeah. would play your mom? Ooh that's a good question Get. Ba- I'll have to get back to you I don't know who would play my mom Wow Huh. I I don't um I don't know who played my mom. Sigourney Weaver mom would play your
0: mom. No, my mom was I uh, I don't I probably Joan Cusack or like an Allison Janney. Ooh. Oh, no. No who would be? Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, heck Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. would play my mom. Jamie Lee Curtis would be perfect as my mom. And then my dad would be like <laughs> like an Oh, some like classic Italian. Al Pacino. You,
1: I was gonna say. Al Pacino. Uh, Tom, if you're listening, you're not listening. Al Pacino my would do. No. A, Al Pacino would do you proud. He
0: would. Oh, my dad would love it. Yeah, we do want to acknowledge uh, our sound engineer Tiffer, is out again today. He's on paternity leave because, as of this recording, he has a one-week-old baby. Yay! The baby is born, and she's so cute she is so cute i got to hold her yesterday
1: <gasps> you did was it amazing yeah
0: oh my god she smells so good we both she's so babies. cute oh. she's so cute mel she slept on my chest for an hour oh. while we just talked and she snores oh. she does like little baby snores and um gabby is a great mom They both love her and each other very much, and it's very nice to see.
1: Tiffer's going to be out until further notice, basically, uh, because, spoilers, uh, none of us get paid to do this podcast, Mm -hmm. and we felt that it would be uh, not cool if we asked him to continue doing so much work for us for free when he's got a baby. Yeah, we love. But anyway, we wish him love. We'll see him soon. I mean,
0: we'll see him in our personal lives, but he'll be back on the pod. Um, eventually eventually
1: eventually. Uh, eventually shout out to amanda um, Uh, amanda uh, we gotta do an amanda Bynes movie okay we're getting so si- okay you know what i gotta we uh, we're getting sidetracked and by we i mean me but also me
0: anyway uh today we are talking about a we're doing i think our first nicholas sparks episode
1: <laughs> yeah this is our first nicholas sparks episode that we've done on the yeah. pod so far, and it's and, not the movie you'd expect. Is it no. The Notebook? No. Is it A Walk no. to Remember? No. no. Is it the one with Miley Cyrus? Definitely no. Last song. I can't believe I know that.
0: We watched Nights and Rodancy. Um, and if you're wondering what the heck is that, you're correct. Correct. Here, can I give a little backstory of why we what what happened? When yes. We were watching yes, movie? absolutely. <laughs> okay, so we were looking for stuff on Netflix. And we were scrolling and we were like, Eat, Pray, Love? Okay. And we're like, maybe maybe we'll this will be good for the plot. And so we started watching Eat, Pray, Love. We are not even like five minutes in, five, ten minutes in. And we were like, Mel turns to me and she goes, I hate this. And I go, I really hate this. Um, We weren't even five minutes into the movie. No. And and it's also like, we're like not even five minutes in. Violin Davis is holding some baby and is like the friend support to – uh.
1: Julia Roberts. This and it's like oh, Viola Davis, who I would argue is a better actor than Julia Roberts. Like your gift uh, yeah. your gift is to be the supportive best friend who uh-huh. Julia Roberts uses as a sounding board for yes. her dumb problems. And,
0: yes. And then we stopped and we were like, oh okay, Night's and Rodanty is also in the romance
1: genre. It starred Richard Deere and Diane Lane. We were like, this'll be a nice change, and then And then guess what happens? Also about
0: ten, five to ten minutes in, guess who shows up as the supportive friend who works as a sounding board to the sad white woman? Violet, Violet Davis. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> She's like almost at an EGOT. And this woman's, I can't, I
1: do Oh, my God.
0: We were like, we didn't know.
1: We had, had no idea. It, at,
0: at random. We stopped watching one movie where this incredible actress is like, White lady, you need to believe in yourself. To watch another movie where she's like, White lady, you need to believe in yourself. Fully. What? Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm glad that she, um is. A, first of all, I'm not, first of all, I'm I'm happy that she was paid and got her check and that hopefully everything has had a good time. Um, But I am glad that, like, oh, we don't make her do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure she's still offered bullshit like that, but, like, I'm glad that slightly more... <laughs> like casting people are like oh what if we actually um we have someone who has the talents but if we actually met
1: her at that
0: level you know what I mean Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I agree with you and and this movie was honestly insane it was like 90 minutes of what the fuck is happening and I I honestly if you asked me to what it was about I'm not sure that I could give you a straight answer yeah
0: it, another another this is a movie where I think I may have said some version of this after we stopped watching it, but I was like, was this a good movie? I don't think so like this is not this is not necessarily a movie I want to rewatch, but it is a movie that we will be referencing for the rest of our lives.
1: Oh, 100%. All right now
0: in this movie is reuniting Diane Lane and Richard Gere because they were in Unfaithful
1: together which is I a steamy insano, a, a bizarro sex, a movie. A sex movie. It's, it's a, a movie sex you're movie. Like, you're right. It's you know, a sex well movie. It's, and, and it's
0: directed, that one's directed by Adrian Lynn who also did Fatal Attraction, mm. who did um, we talked about it. Listen to our Fatal Attraction episode. We list a bunch of his work. But um, uh, so they did that and then like five years later, or maybe more but like about five years later uh, they did
1: this which is very different and uh (laughs) it's like a it's like a mid aughts and it's not it's not a roman it's i guess it would be just like a romantic drama but the premise is is that diane lane is a mom of two and her husband played by dump truck ass christopher maloney (laughs) our king um, he, he cheated on her and left her Dead. and then mm. the beginning of the film is her trying to get her two kids ready to go visit him and spend their time with him and then he basically says hey I want to come back home yeah. I still love you I want to make this work and she's yeah. like what the fuck are you saying to me right now is this real life is this real life is um it is, except, it yeah, is, is this is allowed is this allowed <laughs> and which is, like, right out the gate, a lot to start with. Um, mm-hmm. And so she, she – also has a haircut that is I –
0: ca- I couldn't believe it. I was like, my mom literally had this haircut. Yes, Why she has she? the, the like,
1: quintessential 2000s mom haircut. She has – she's like, guess what?
0: I'm, she was like, I'm a divorced mom. I have high cheekbones. I'm getting this
1: haircut. And I was like, what's happening right now? Anyway. Um, no, you're right I, though. And and yeah. because Diane Lane is so beautiful, she can so rock it, beautiful. but it's 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 a haircut. Yeah. It's a haircut. It's a specific haircut. It's it's an attempt to be
0: like Diane Lane's just a regular mom. She's a regular woman. That's why she has this haircut. They're really trying to make her look like regular sad. And it's when like, really okay, like instead sure.
1: of giving her a bad haircut, they could have just, I don't know, written her lines better. She I will say I'm not mad at her in this movie. No, I all. think everyone who acts in this movie does a really good job. I think the script is a bag of crap. The story is not great, but it's Nicholas Sparks. We should probably get into what the story is. <laughs> I, yeah, so so she like has this divorce situation, and then the story is she goes to this house that's literally on the beach in Rodanthe, which is like... Some bumblefuck island in North Carolina or some shit. I don't know. And she's watching. In North Carolina because it's Nicholas Sparks. All Nicholas Sparks stuff is North Carolina oh.
0: on some, like, idyllic thing. And there's, like, no black people and two white people touch each other's faces. Yeah. And then. Yep. Um, yep. That sounds right. Some one of them dies or something sad happens and a woman is punished for wanting to have something
1: anyway continue that sounds accurate for all the other nicholas sparks movies that i've seen but basically she goes to this house that's like uh, a b&b that her friend viola davis owns because it's her friend's house and she's watching it for a week or so while viola davis like goes to miami or something to work and then the only guest there is richard gear who's a doctor outrunning something mysterious and there's a hurricane and then they fall in love and one of yes. them dies and we won't tell you which one it is it's Richard Gere <laughs> <laughs> and the way say, the way he died. okay we can't get to that yet but like this movie just got crazier and stupider and like there was the no he, reason for them to like each other well, it was
0: just it was the way he the way he died. It th- what kept happening is we would jokingly say this is gonna happen, and then that thing then it would happen. Would happen. <laughs> that would just happen. And um, this movie relies very heavily on the fact that Richard Gere and Diane Lane have very good chemistry. Um, the issue is it is not very clear why these two strangers who've known each other for two days are, like, holding each other, caressing each other, intimate with each other, as if they are, like, an old... M- it's as if they are f- rekindling the fires of their marriage. That's the way they interact with each other. Like it yeah. It's so odd. It, it doesn't seem like, oh, we're just two people who found each other and are surprised by how quickly we've come to love and understand each other. It feels more like Oh, we lost touch, but
1: it was always there. And, um, I agree with that, and you know, it, I think I just, think you mentioned was, this that too. Odd. There was also um, like a, a throwaway line of dialogue in the beginning between Viola Davis and Diane Lane, where mm-hmm. Viola Davis was like, "Oh, well, what about that hottie that you used to date in college? Who was that?" Potter or sculptor. Or the or Potter with a good ass. That's that right, was the Potter was. with the good ass. And I thought that was gonna come back. I thought Richard Gere, who went off to become so some like asshole I. doctor, was a hot <laughs> ass pottery man. But no, no. Thought, no. Nicholas Sparks no. has deprived us of hot ass pottery man, and I will not stand for it.
0: Yes, that's rude. Um, I agree. Also, can we side note? So the idea is that like, uh, oh, she's watching Viola Davis's like B and B. Well, Viola Davis is at like maybe a conference or is off in Miami. But then when we cut to Viola Davis, she is being like fed fruit and like loved up by some very hot man who speaks French. Yeah, and yeah. Melanie and I were like, "What is that movie? Why can't we watch that movie? Yeah, Why I would much watch rather watch that movie. That? Yeah, I I like that mo- make that movie. But you know, I'm I'm just glad that you know. With Viola Davis at a good time. And <laughs> we established we we really just care that Viola Davis got you know, what she needed. Um her needs were met. And that's good. And uh <laughs> 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 Anyway, so uh, Diane Lane is like also her kids are kind of a mess. Like her son is a dork and her daughter played by Mae Whitman is like, whatever mom, it's a real tattoo. Uh, yeah, okay. just like
1: an uh, angsty, emo-y, scene emo girl hat. who's, like, angry at the world because her parents divorce and doesn't under. Basically, like, the dynamic is that the daughter hates the mom because mm-hmm. her 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 understanding of the situation is that, oh, my mom kicked out my dad. When really, mm. your dad's a piece of shit.
0: Your dad left. The dad chose to leave. And uh, the mom was like, "Okay." Um, uh, which is like, honestly, like
1: if you are going to build a life with someone and you cheat on them like that, you're a piece of shit. I know people cheat for different reasons and it's symptomatic of bigger signs in the relationship. But like maybe before cheating on someone who relies on you and like doing that to your kids, maybe like try to work it out or ask for a divorce first like don't put your don't put your kids in that situation that's not fair to them
0: i i think that uh i i don't my thing that made me upset about this was that he asked like he mentions to the kids that they're going to get back together that he that like your mom promised me that she would give me a second chance like he it brings the children into it in a way that doesn't make sense you shouldn't be discussing any of that in front of the kids or in
1: that way without right. And she gets mad at happen. him. Like, he calls yeah. her when she's, like, she and Richard Gere are having, like, a nice night together. And mm-hmm. she's, like, explaining uh, some of the art and history of the house to him. And she gets this oh, phone call. We'll get to that. Yeah, she gets the phone call from Christopher Maloney. And he tells the kids that, like, sh- you promised to take me back when that's not what she promised at all. First, And you're right, Allie. He mm-hmm. shouldn't bring the kids into it that way. What she yeah. promised was to think about it.
0: Yeah. That's not a guarantee.
1: Uh-uh.
0: Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> it's a messed up thing.
0: But uh, what happens? <laughs> uh, so Richard Gere is like in at this bed and breakfast, and he's very upset, and he drives this fancy car. And he's he's and a real dildo, okay? Something is okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the <laughs> only was word that I could think of. He's <laughs> not a good uh, dude. He's like a real, real meanie, meanie pants. He's he's
0: angry, and you're like, why is this man so upset? And he also seems to be clearly running so he was a surgeon. And we come to find out that a woman died on his table, and he's being sued for wrongful death. And what was confusing is he says, like, he's had, like, hundreds of this type of surgery, or just hundreds of surgeries in general, and no one has ever died before. And that seemed, ab- like... I guess they're trying to show, like, he's good, but it also seems odd, because that they're really trying to be like, this was an accident, I did everything I could, and I feel like it would make m- almost more sense if it's, like, it, this is very rare, or this was really common. Like, I just, sorry, I think I'm just confused, but if you're a surgeon you've never had any mistakes, ever, like, and not even, like, oh, I'm a bad surgeon, I mean more, like, sometimes shit just happens. That, um seems odd to me anyway yeah it was
1: um, it was really unclear but like basically what we learn about him is that he his wife left him his adult son played by james franco before we found out james franco was the worst is also a doctor and hates him because he put his career first and he has this whole monologue about like, I became the best doctor that I could be because I care about my patients. And unfortunately my family fell to the wayside because I focused on my work and not on them, which like is a real thing that people deal with. And as a very career oriented person, I understand that struggle, but like the surgery that he was doing and I am not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Um, okay. He was... The the woman who went in for the surgery had some sort of cyst on her face that mm-hmm. she didn't want. And so she wanted it removed. And what they said is that she reacted to the anesthesia and that she was actually, like, allergic to it in some way. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a one in 500,000 chance or something like that. Like, crazy odds. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Crazy odds. But, yeah. like he's being sued and the man or the hu- the husband wrote him a letter asking him to come down to speak with him and like an idiot he did i bet you his lawyers were like hey don't fucking do that
0: yeah i what what bugged me is that because he mentions that the what he sent a nurse he's like i had too many surgeries that day so i sent a nurse to give them the news which that doesn't. That I think is worse than the fact that the woman died. Frankly, that he didn't even take the time. That I have. I have doctors in my family. They would never do that. Yeah, um, you don't and send. That mm-hmm. would never happen. That feels very like something kind of made up for the, for the for the movie picture. Yeah, definitely. Like how can we make this man an
1: asshole? Um, and also it, it like. You have to have a certain level of narcissism to be a good surgeon. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, if your yeah. job is like, I'm going to have people's lives in my hands like a little baby bird. And I'm going to cut you open and fuck around in your body and do stuff. Like, that's a lot of pressure. And if you're not going to crack under the pressure, it means that you're super duper arrogant. Well. And that's a personal opinion. I
0: think it's. I can't. Even, I I. I don't know I I honestly don't know. I don't know how doctors handle that anxiety um, but maybe they handle it in different ways. Also, I think like a lot of um, I think it's weird that doctors are expected to uh, be on call and awake for like thirty two hours and th- that's when you're like learning and it's like, guys, wh- why haven't we updated this since when medical school first started and everyone was doing cocaine all the time? <laughs> I think we should update this that i think uh, is a good point because especially
1: yeah. and like i i did you're some research the on the whole surgeon. Thing.
0: you're putting people in danger you're yeah. putting yourselves in danger anyway what were you saying baby
1: no i did some research into the surgeon thing on like how many surgeries they could have per day and my under what i found from just like a quick research on the internet is that like it really depends on the surgeon and how long mm-hmm. the surgeries are and like how confident you are in your ability to do them. So, like, it is possible that he did have a lot of surgeries that day, but also, like, they can wait. Yeah, especially if someone dies on your table, I feel like that's kind of an expectation that you should be the one to go out and tell the family that they died. Yeah, you should. I. It's really
0: this movie is ridiculous. Um. So that ha- that's part of that movie. Uh, his that's his story, and so he's. Stopping by in North Carolina to talk to this, w- at this part to talk to the husband, and then also he's going to find his son, played by James girl in Ecuador, because his son is doing like a border, like kind of like a, a doc- D's without bees, <laughs> <laughs> doctors <laughs> without borders, uh thing. And he's like, I'm going to go down there and, like, fix my relationship with my son. But before that, I'm going to do this. Uh, and they just connect. And Diane Lane helps him. I think the idea is that he... Sh- it's uh, she's like, hey, uh, that man is hurting. And you need to... He just wants to know that you know what you did. Or that y- he needs to know that someone heard him. Um, something to that effect. And... Uh, He's like, wow. Okay, I learned a lesson. Um, Which is oh like, my, really, like for real,
1: <laughs> for real. That um, that to me is, I think, the most unbelievable part of this movie. That what that like that he can't understand that the man who is suing him for wrongful death mm-hmm. after surgery, like he can't understand why that guy would be upset. Like, like for I, real.
0: I think the idea is that he knows I, – I, I think what was supposed to be conveyed is that he knows th- the man is upset, but he doesn't understand why that guy is mad at him about it. Or, like, I think he's just like, why does this man not assume that I also uh, p- have been paying attention and thought, thinking about running this over in my head every second, and I think about it all the time, and it's like, well, you didn't communicate that, honey. Um,
1: oh you yeah, didn't and
0: that at all. and
1: that was not communicated well in the film either. Hence, why I have no idea mm-hmm. how that came across. And uh,
0: Pablo Schreiber plays the son of the woman who died, oh, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, Pablo Schreiber's in this."
1: Um, he was I, I tall look, and attractive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I I like Pablo Schreiber. Um, he is in a uh, fun heist movie. Uh, with uh. Gerard Butler and Fifty Cent, isn't it? Briefly, um, what movie? Uh, oh, Shea Jackson Jr. Isn't it? It's called Den of Thieves. What? uh I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but it was for a while. And I was like, okay, I'm listen. I was like, I'm listening. I, uh, <laughs> it's fun. I, I, it's one of those where I was like, I better not love this, and uh, I had a decent time. <laughs> I had a good time. Uh, I'm, I'm talking a lot about a movie that we're not talking about. I'm sorry. That's okay, because this
1: movie was not good. <laughs>
0: I got it, it was it. Don't it felt it was just frustrating. It was very confusing because was. They're like we are so in love, and it's like when did this happen? Yeah, but, like there's what?
1: there's a hurricane and the windows break and they like hold each other <sighs> and, they and kiss? then yeah and then the next oh, and, day oh, okay, they're this, in love. This,
0: Okay, but also this is the part that – okay, this is this is what I want to talk about because I'm – b- b- this <coughs> – okay, so th- they're batting, batting down the hatches for the hurricane because they're in North Carolina, and it's I- – they've already been kind of like yelling at each other about what Richard Gere's – gobbledygook Richard Gere's r- r- issues, and they – are in the all of the windows are breaking and they end up kind of he goes looking for her in the house and they're just holding each other and then they kiss. They kiss very hard and then um it just cuts to the next day. It's just like, "Oh, we kissed and that was sort of it." Uh and she gets a phone call saying her son uh had an asthma attack and had to go to the hospital. Yeah. And She's like really beating herself up. She's like, This is what I get. This is my, I'm a bad mom. And it's it's a common theme in movies in general, but particularly in Nicholas Sparks, where it's like, if a woman does something that she wants, she is punished for it. Um, In A Walk to Remember, uh, Jamie finally dates a boy. And guess what? Her cancer is back. And she Uh,
1: dies. Spoiler. And And in the notebook, Allie chooses Ryan, baby goose and then has horrible dementia and dies slash maybe is murdered. That's a theory that we'll talk about in a future episode.
0: Uh, Melanie, she's not. I don't want to get into this, but she's not. (laughs) You don't think that was a (laughs) murder-suicide?
1: Are you are you going to look me in my true crime face and not and tell me no, that wasn't a crime that happened at the end of that film? I mean it
0: was a crime but I do think that they died because they were so <laughs>
1: I love- Oh, barf. That's what the movie's trying to tell. Do. That doesn't happen. I mean okay. actually maybe it does. We don't know. We're look,
0: Melanie. We're only thirty. I'm thirty. You're twenty nine. Oh, god. To, as of this recording. Yeah. But we don't know. We could one day fall in love
1: and then we both fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. I'm and, so sorry. And you it's know, it's not funny. I mean, it is a little funny. And you know, um, there's <laughs> that when I when I look for a man. Okay. You look for There are goosebumps. some certain qualities. Like, one, they hate liars. <laughs> Two, they're <laughs> Two, honest. honest. Three, Three, they're loyal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> f- <laughs> fuck. Um fuck. Oh, my God. No, but no, no, no. Um, Like, just but, people say but, the wildest oh, a- things about themselves. Else, but, yeah, but also,
0: um. But, sorry, but to get back... It's a woman punished. It's punished. No book. That happens. Um, What's the other thing? What's another Nikki Sparks? Uh, Basically, if a woman is like, I am choosing to do this for myself, something horrible will happen to her within, like, the beginning of the next act.
1: Um, Yeah. Something really terrible will happen. Yeah. And, and uh, like, things are yeah. looking too good for both of them. Like, things are too good. And Allie, Allie asked me, um, how much more do we have left in the movie? And I looked, and it was 40 minutes. And we were both like, you know what? Richard Gere oh. probably going to die. And then yeah. he died! And then he dies.
0: Okay, so what happens? What happens in the movie? What we happens should not is, laugh like,
1: about this, but it's so stupid. It's not funny. <laughs> it it, was just funny it is saying, funny
0: because we kept saying, like, He is going to die. And then he fucking did. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. So basically he's like, I got to get on this plane, but I am. I love you. And they, he goes to Ecuador and they are writing letters to each other. Oh, and because uh, she's had this great love affair with Richard Gere, she gets up the courage to officially be like, no, I'm not taking you back, Christopher Maloney. We're not going together. She is able to kind of. Have feel better about herself, take more action in her own life. She's gardening, she's ke- taking, she's doing stuff that she wants to do, she's happy with herself, and she and Richard Gere are writing each other letters all the time. They're writing letters, and there's this montage of them falling even deeper in love through these letters. And I get it, but part of me was like, oh, this, this love story makes more sense to me than, like, oh, we met for two days, then we had sex, and now we're, like, the loves of each other's lives, that felt a little bit like when did you guys have a nice, w- when did this happen? Yeah. But them getting to know each other and connect over letters I think is genuinely romantic and nice. Um, so, but she's, like, living it up. She's growing her hair. Um, and Mae Whitman and she are starting to have a better relationship. May Whitman is the daughter. Did I already mention that? Yeah, we talked um, about
1: emo Mae Whitman. Email me.
0: Wo- Wait, wo- me- Im- <laughs> Email. Whitman. Email with Email E Cummings. Um, E coming <laughs> on her face. No. That <laughs> That's a childish Gambino line. Wow. What a. Anyway. Um. But ba- okay. So basically, she's living it up, and he is gonna come visit her.
1: Yeah, she's and like she, so excited that he's gonna come visit her, her kids after Edgar.
0: Her kids are with their dad. She's so excited. She's getting the house ready. She waits by the window yep. all day.
1: Also, she's and been. It, she's an artist, and that's something that is that comes back at this point. And she. Oh yeah, she, she's like a
0: woodworker. Yeah, like she's like an incredible artist, and, and and like stuff.
1: one of the things that she bonds with him over at the house on the beach is this was. <laughs> it's a complete throwaway line. And it's some sort of box where you keep valuable things and you're supposed to make Mm -hmm. it out of the ugliest piece of driftwood so that Mm -hmm. you can turn something ugly into something beautiful. So Mm -hmm. after he leaves, she finds an ugly piece of driftwood and works it into this really beautiful box for him. But Mm -hmm. he doesn't show up. And so she's, like, trying to figure out where he is. And then next day, James Franco, the son, comes knocking at her door. I will say when James Franco showed up in this movie, we both went, No! Well, that because wasn't he also sp- in Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah, yeah.
0: How <laughs> did that happen? <laughs> I, don't <The> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I but, don't know. But uh, but we stopped watching Eat, Pray, Love before he showed up. But yeah. Anyway, fuck him forever. Um, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, he shows up and is like, he gives her this box of her his dad's stuff, and he basically is talking about how uh, Richard Kerr showed up, and he was like, he was like a different guy. He was happier he and I had a our relationship was never better than it was when we were spending time together in Ecuador and there was a big rainstorm and we were trying to get supplies off the mountain and my dad went back in and there's a mudslide and it, it's implied that he died in, a, he in, <laughs> died in the mudslide in mu- and like and, and there's um, a line that
1: he says I don't know if you remember this but he's trying to justify it and he's like you know out there Syringes, medical supplies—they're like gold. <laughs> and I, and I, yeah, I remember because I turned to you and I went, "They're like
0: gold here too. Like yeah. we have a shitty healthcare system." Uh, but stop.
1: What? It, yeah, it is shitty out there. It's shitty ever. Like it's shitty everywhere. Being alive can it, be it really hard. The, sometimes it, it is. It is
0: shitty. But I don't. I. I'm sorry. It was what bugged me about that line is I don't like the way. Like I. I, I don't like the. I didn't like the white savior of it all.
1: Oh, well, the whole uh, point, I mean, like, mm -hmm. of course, Doctors Without Borders, I think 50-50 on it. But at least in this movie, it's like... Oh, no, I I think it's important. Right. But in this movie specifically, it's it's two Mm -hmm. white dudes who are using their whiteness to be like, we are the white doctors, and you sad little Ecuadorian kids would be nothing without us. Fuck you. It is that, and it is also, like,
0: we're going to use the pain of these people to rebuild our relationship. Yeah. Like, the, the, what's going on with these uh, w- w- these people who need our help uh, really are kind of just the backdrop for, like, the fact that my dad and I haven't talked in a while. I think okay, that's a good sure. point,
1: and I agree. Yeah. And I think – and even he, like – Richard Gere, the whole reason he's going to Ecuador isn't to offer his service. It's not to offer his services as a doctor or, you know. It's to impress his son. Yeah, it's to impress his son, rebuild the relationship. It's not because he feels like he has a duty to help those less fortunate. It's not because of the Hippocratic Oath. It's because he's sad that his son doesn't like him because he's a dick.
0: Yeah, he wants to prove to his son that he's not so bad. Um
1: where it's like but, and you yeah. could you could do that you can rebuild your relationships in so many other ways and I I feel like if like if there was just something in there I think at least for me it would it would have made this this relationship or the role a little deeper a little meatier is if um, there was something that was bringing Richard Gere to Ecuador that was career oriented like maybe right. he takes a career opportunity out there. To get away from the lawsuit and what's going on with that woman well, who passed I, away. And that, that, that would be much better because then he'd be like, oh, I'm taking this job out there and my son's also out there and I don't know how it's going to go. And then like as he's growing and falling more in love and being a good doctor, that may have been a, a better way for his relationship to be repaired with his son while also being a good person.
0: I see. I think they're trying to imply that this is his way of, not only trying to repair his relationship to his son, but to also repair repair his relationship to being a doctor. Like I, it's proving to himself that he can do this, and he is of worth in this way. But uh, it still is kind of like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I guess, okay. But uh, Diane Lane is super sad. She is beside herself.
1: She's, like, a level of of grief and depression that's, like, actually really scary. Like, her teenage daughter has to take care of her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, they come home. She doesn't look at her children. She's staring out windows. She's lying in bed all day. And then she has a talk with... Mae Whitman, where Mae Whitman is like, I do get things. I, I actually did kind of like this part. Uh, I did, I too. I thought it was a I, nice I,
1: conversation.
0: Yeah, where the daughter and the mother are talking to each other and um, really connecting and listening to each other. And something, like, Diane Lane kind of explains what has happened. And part of it is she's like, I want you to be able to, like, I want you to know that you deserve to have a love that makes you feel fulfilled and makes you feel better, and doesn't make you feel like uh, you need to fix everything about you. I forget how she words it. Uh, It's like basically like look for a love that like makes you feel like a better person, where you you both of you. It's big. It it was more like this.
1: Yeah, she said you deserve a love where it makes you want to be a better person and makes you feel like a better person for loving that person.
0: Yes. And she says, like, you deserve that. and You deserve to wait for that. And that was a nice thing. Yeah. And Um, like, she
1: clearly didn't have that with Christopher Maloney, especially because whatever trust they had, he broke. And like, especially, you know... Divorce is a really hard thing, especially when it happens when you're old enough to like really understand kind of the ins and outs. I feel like, you know, for someone, and let me know if I'm overstepping, Allie, but like because your parents got divorced when you were so young, it was more of a normal thing for you in your life that they were separate. Whereas, like, if my parents got divorced, I would be completely beside myself.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's something where fortunately, my, I was young enough that. I have almost no memory of them as a couple. So uh, most of my life is like, oh, this is how my relationship with my parents is. Like, my parents have separate houses. I will say that, like, at that time, I did not, I wasn't psyched at the time as a little kid. Um, my grandpa uh, used to refer to me as the volcano because <laughs> oh. uh, I would just lose, lose it. Uh, but you I were little, very, and that makes I was, sense. Yeah. Uh, I was like, like three to five is like around the time that they were splitting up. So like,
1: that's a, you're already kind of like uh oh, um yeah. Like once <laughs> you're getting uh-oh. out of the toddler age and you're in the toddler age range, that's already hard. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So but uh, but yeah, I understand. So, like if you're, I can't imagine if it happened when I was like, even when you're like seven, like I don't know how. Like when you when most of your, uh relationship to your parents is them together. I don't know what that would feel like if they were to split. Anyway. Yeah. And um, it's like
1: it's it's never going to be an easy thing to navigate whether it's your parents or you are a parent who is getting divorced. It's always going to be a delicate situation. We, you heard it here first. Divorce, no picnic. Yeah. Listen, breaking news. Controversial opinion. Divorce you can know, be you hard.
0: <laughs> Look, you know who you really needed to hear divorce opinions from? Two women who have never been married. (laughs) (laughs) Heyo! Oh, but um, uh, anyway, they connect a little more, and she takes it as, like, uh, Richard Gere was happy and learned about himself from their relationship, and she cares about herself because she had this relationship. And uh, this movie... Again, I don't know that it's something that I would need to rewatch or have a deep desire to rewatch. But I will say I, 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 I think that both of us are going to be saying he died in a landslide in Ecuador anytime time someone leaves. Every like, time someone leaves a room, every time like, someone's he died. five he minutes went to late. Ecuador. He went to Ecuador and he died in a landslide. <laughs> well, that's what's <laughs> going to be the
1: thing. Because it was just so like, wait, what? Just How, what? way out of left field. Well, so oh. Like, we oh. knew he was going to die, but I thought that uh, Pablo was going to kill him. Yeah, I really thought Pablo Schreiber was going to
0: be like, guess what? I'm a murderer. Yeah, um, you killed
1: my mom, I kill you. pa 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 bang. You're but dead. Uh, but, uh, but I like that you want, but that's fun. Thank you. Um,
0: P- <laughs> shout out <laughs> to Pablo Schreiber. A good actor, good. does a lot, I don't know if he does as much now because, well, there's no theater in general, but also he probably is doing more movies but good uh, theater dude uh t- six foot five this is not he's uh, a no, hunk i shouldn't i'm sorry i'm taking up time to be like <laughs> this is rude that we're taking up this much of the podcast to be like
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway our listen uh, our podcast is about romance and if we want to be thirsty we can be thirsty stay hydrated my dudes uh, Allie, we didn't talk about the horses <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like i just have i have goodbye horses playing in my head like would we you fuck me about the horses. i'd fuck me i'd I'm fuck me hard,
0: hard. Yeah, you know i've never seen silence of the lambs
1: yeah i do know that actually
0: <laughs> that i yeah i love i love they said that as if that would be a great shocker but anyone who's met me is like of course you haven't watched that movie the, um, But yeah, okay, so something in this mentioned more than once is that there are horses on the island. They There was a shipwreck I don't know, a couple hundred years ago or something? Some, some colonial motherfucker shipwrecked
1: and the horses swam to shore. The
0: horses swam to shore and there are horses there are wild horses on the beach that just run around and uh, are just like where are horses? Um, And Diane Lane mentions more than once, like, oh, uh, because Richard Gere will go jogging because he angry jogs. And she's like, oh, you might see the horses. And then they're going for a walk later. And she's like, oh, no, no, they never, this is too far down the island. They never, they are never come down this way. They would never be here. And at the end of the movie, she's walking on the beach so sad in the area where the horses never go. And she looks up and she's like, (gasps) oh, my God.
1: And, and it's a stampede!
0: Horses, and these horses not are a just running. They're just running, running, running along the beach. And it's very beautiful. But I will say the horses literally look at her as if to say, get out of the way.
1: Yeah, like their internal monologue is move, bitch, get out of the way.
0: Yeah, they they really, the horses are over it. But they're
1: beautiful. They are. But and they, the listen, the they just want to run fast. That's all yeah. they want. Gotta go fast. Um... Wait, what is that? Gotta go fast. I only know that from the vine of the lizard going really fast. Gotta go. Gotta go fast. fast. Gotta go fast.
0: Oh, it's Sonic. It's Sonic. Oh, it's (laughs) it's Sonic. Okay, I had to look it up. Anyway, um,
1: uh, wow. We've really covered. We've covered a lot of diverse topics today. Horses. Anyway, the horses are there. Melanie, I have a question
0: for you. Yeah. Was this movie romantic? Fuck no. I I don't I I, I don't know. Because normally our criteria for this is we're like, oh, did we were we rooting for them to get together? No. And I, I had I, was, I
1: I wanted them to be apart. I didn't I, want them to be I, together at first until the letter writing started. And then once The th- letter
0: writing was nice. It was yeah. nice
1: to actually like know who these characters were. And I wish yeah. that it could have been shown and not told.
0: I would agree. I well the letter writing I thought was genuinely I, I found myself kind of like indifferent to their romance. It was more like, I don't hate this. I think I do think Diane Lane and Richard Gere have very good chemistry. They do. It just seemed it it seemed odd for two people who've known each other for two days. To be, they're so intimate with each other. They're just constantly touching each other's faces, and hugging each other. Also, Diane Lane is shawls on shawls on shawls on shawls. Oh she yeah, is yeah. Wraps on wraps on wraps, like d- always b- covering herself with a cardigan, um, and uh, so they're just sharing cardigans and jackets and wraps and
1: shawls and blankets. Uh, but I kind of was like, uh, okay, uh, was it sexy? I I don't think this was sexy at all. Do you think it was sexy? I, no, I didn't. It I didn't. Um, I wasn't
0: like, oh, oh, oh. I was just like, oh, okay. I guess we're having sex in this house. I, that's not ours. Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, you cool know, another we? thing cool, I wanted. We, me in 2010? Yeah. Anyway, so. You know, another thing that we didn't talk about is how her house, uh, where her kids live, is like. Whites, beiges, um, all neutral tones, and then Viola mm-hmm. Davis's house is filled with like color and art, and it's vibrant yeah. and it's like a fun mm-hmm. place to live. Yeah, and uh, I thought that was a very well it's interesting to be... contrast because I well, feel I like pick...
0: it might be a little bit racist. I here's why I think it isn't, but I understand where you're coming from. I because I think they're not. The movie ignores Viola Davis, so I think the, b- the set design is also ignoring I- I Viola, Viola da- Davis. And I feel like part of it is to say, like, this is vibrant. She needs to go to a vibrant place and escape her boring, sad life by going to this br- vibrant house. What I do think is racist, however, is uh, Diane Lane takes Richard Gere up to the attic and shows him all these paintings and art that Viola Davis's grandmother and great grandmother uh, like basically Viola Davis's family the matri- the matriarchs of her family who have owned this bed and breakfast before bed and breakfast before have uh, collected and created over the years and she says at one point like these are the like spiritual guides for them And she mentions that Viola Davis's, I think, great-grandma got this place right after the Civil War. So basically, they're taking the story of, like, a young black woman being able to pass down some kind of, like, property, business, having some kind of successful life that she could pass down to her family and making it about how Richard Gere is happier because he saw some paintings. Like, the the idea that the, quote, spiritual guides for this, like, family of black women are really there so that Richard Gere doesn't
1: feel bad that he murdered someone. That I mean, uh, feels listen, not cool uh, to That me. he manslaughtered someone. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. also, um, not to diminish what you just said, because I think that is an extremely valid point, and it makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. than what I was thinking.
0: Oh. Well, it's, a, it's okay. This movie... But we didn't. You didn't get it wrong. This movie's racist. Also, N- Nicholas Sparks is super racist. Yeah, very so, much like, so. Uh,
1: we don't. We're not here to. I'm, I'm not here to protect that bitch. Um. Oh, I. What well, I didn't mean to imply that you were. Let's burn. Oh, no, let's let's spark up a fire on the pyre where we'll burn Nicholas Sparks. And that oh, rhyme was free for you, Nicholas. He, he's like,
0: I don't really rhyme. And we're like, we don't care, Nick. We don't really give a shit. I don't really care, Nancy. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, That's from I mean a video that no one remembers and I can't find anywhere <laughs> where a lady was filming her neighbor. And, and the neighbor goes, the woman filming goes, I'm fil- taking a video of you. And the woman she's filming goes, I don't really care, Nancy. And <laughs> Nancy, who's filming, goes, "You got no pants on."
1: <laughs> That's a vibe that I endorse. I
0: I think about I don't really care,
1: Nancy, all the time, and I
0: hope she's okay.
1: Um, I'm what? Anymore. Okay, here's a question: What if Nicholas Sparks dies in a mudslide? <laughs> Like like what if what if the news breaks and it's like acclaimed author and scriptwriter Nicholas Sparks dies in tragic mudslide he, just I, like Knights no, in I, Rodanthe. Oh no.
0: Uh-uh. First of all we get blamed. I don't think he wrote the screenplay but I do I know he gets money 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 off the back end so um yikes. <laughs> what have we done in a mudslide? That we would get blamed for it because we made this podcast.
1: Um, That we, okay, are you saying that we would be implicated because someone will think that we orchestrated a mudslide that would kill Nicholas Sparks? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're saying to me right now? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't
0: know. I'm not a fucking journalist. I'm not a cop. Hey, hey, know. hey! Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa!
0: <laughs> I don't know. Um, hey, I got, I gotta that? go. I just oh. gotta go die
1: in a mudslide for a second. <laughs> I'm dying in mudslide. This is I the go stupidest out. joke, but it's so this fucking so, funny. It is so
0: dumb. I do love it no matter what. If someone is missing and we don't know where they are, we're we'll just be like, "He died in a mudslide." <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Oh, he, he died went in to a Ecuador. Slide. He went to Ecuador and he died in a mudslide. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's the other question we normally ask? Oh,
1: um, well, we'd like- have to play well, fuck, there. Mary kill.
0: There is right. some slim
1: pickins. Um. Do you have one? Uh. Yeah, I do. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Nick, uh, not Nicholas Sparks. What's his name? Uh, Richard Gear. Okay. <laughs> Christopher Richard Maloney. Richard Gere is
0: Nicholas Sparks. Ah!
1: So, that sounds, okay. Uh, that sounds like a trailer for one of those movies. Like Nick, Richard Gear is Nicholas Sparks. Uh-huh. Um, but he's okay. a, he's not the author. He's a fireman. Oh God, no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Richard Gear, Christopher Maloney. Sorry. Or the, uh, old guy, uh, whose wife... Scott Glenn? Scott Glenn. That's who that is? Yeah. yeah, yeah, him. Um, I'm sorry, I... D-
0: <sighs> we do this every episode, and every time I'm like, oh, I hate this. Um, Scott Glenn really loved his wife, and I'm gonna marry Scott... No, Scott Glenn rem- No, Scott Glenn reminds me of my grandpa. Um... So I guess I'm gonna. K- I don't want to kill Scotland, but guess what, bitch. Sorry, ninety nine, bitch. Um, You're gonna send
1: him to Ecuador. <laughs> to I'm gonna go send him
0: to Ecuador. He's going. Guess what, bitch? Someone's taking a trip to Ecuador. Um, <laughs> I guess I marry Richard Gear because he got that money. Um, he has money. Um, that's rude. But like, I don't know. I've I've known doctors. that could probably make that work. I don't know. Um. And I'm, I'm I'm gonna make love with Christopher Maloney.
1: All right. How about you? Um, I feel like that's the play. I feel like there's oh, yeah. it's a lose lose way anyway you do it uh, with this yeah. movie. So mm-hmm. I think your, I think your solution is the best one. I would probably do the same thing. Uh, like
0: Scotland's the best husband out of all of this, so technically I should be marrying him. But because he reminds me of, like, my grandpa, I cannot engage with that in that manner.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will say he his character in just a short period of time has a lot more about him than any of the other ones do in the whole film, I would argue. Like, that monologue that yeah. he gives about his wife was yeah. really, really sad. Oh, yeah
0: very sad like he fully
1: he fully (laughs) was saying you know like she always hated that thing on her face but i never cared about it because Mm -hmm. i was so in love with her and she was the most beautiful person to me because Mm -hmm. she made me feel like i could do anything and Mm -hmm. like i loved her so much and like i wanted to support her even though i didn't think Mm -hmm. she needed the surgery it was important to her and, like, yeah. she wanted this, and now she's dead. Another example yeah. of a woman wanting something for herself and dying.
0: Yep. It says, like, she told me that she wanted to be pretty for me, and she was so pretty. She always was pretty. I always thought she was pretty. Um, mm-hmm. And if it's exactly what you said, it's really heartbreaking. But, again, also, woman wanted something, and she
1: died. Uh, and a man learned a lesson. Uh, and aren't we all better for the man having learned that lesson? Yay. Yeah, um... <laughs> Hurrah.
0: Uh, although I guess Richard Gere dies and Diane uh I almost said Diane Keaton.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, Diane basically, Lane. it's not necessarily that the woman has to die. It's that whenever a woman does something for herself oh, yeah. or oh, does no, something that she wants. She is punished. Yeah. And the She's punishment punished. is either that she dies or that something horrible happens in her life yeah.
0: to someone so she Di- loves. Oh, yeah. Diane Lane got punished twice. She made out with Richard Gere. And her son had an asthma attack. <laughs> yeah, that she felt responsible for somehow. Um, yeah, like how?
1: How? Did you? You didn't cause that asthma father. attack.
0: He was with his father. I think the implication is it's like if I had been paying more attention and more concerned about my son, instead of kissing you um, during
1: a hurricane when you had no cell service. Sh- yeah, I, I shouldn't have trusted my husband. I, it's like she blames herself for it. She's – uh, it basically, Nicholas Sparks makes all the female characters gaslight themselves after they make a choice.
0: And, like, women
1: do that, but also uh, – Anyone yeah, can. Yeah, he does. Anyone, anyone who anyone makes a choice – if you have regrets or doubts about that choice, of course you're going to beat yourself up about it. That's a human thing. But, but I don't but see any I don't particular. see any of the male characters doing that to themselves, no. at least in this movie in the way that Diane Lane no. does that to herself.
0: Yeah, it is implied that like this is just something that ladies do, but it doesn't really explore that or why that might be or what that says. Like, the only reason it's sort of touched on is because, uh, as a way to be like, well, I'm a man, and I'm telling you, you don't have to feel that way. Ladies! Do it. When you're suffering from
1: crippling self-doubt, and a man comes up to you and says, hey, you don't need to think that way no more, doesn't it solve all your problems? (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. I'll be here all week. So, Knights and Rodanthe... Melanie, would you recommend <laughs> this movie? No, absolutely not. I would not recommend I, this movie, would you?
0: I I don't know that I would. I feel <laughs> um I think it's okay. It's not. It's um I don't know. It's an okay one to have on like while you're I don't <laughs> I know. Here's the thing. I like the people in this movie. I just feel like they... I, this is a movie where I'm like, I'm glad everybody got paid. Everyone did what they were asked to do. Everyone did what they were supposed to do.
1: Um, it wasn't for me. How about that? I think that's fair. I just, yeah, I I would save I, uh, save I, ninety minutes of your life. Don't watch this I, movie.
0: If you if you're like, I want to watch something where Diane Lane and Richard
1: Gere are together, like, ooh, let's watch uh, watch that Unfaithful. Movie I
0: haven't seen. I didn't see Unfaithful. I'm gonna,
1: full. That's a sexy Unfaithful. movie. You sh- and there's murder yeah. in it. You should see Unfaithful. Yeah,
0: here's the thing. You know what I did? I did the thing that I've done more than once in my life. Where uh, if I'm, like, scared about a movie or curious about a movie, I will go on Wikipedia. And so I know what happens, but I still feel like that's a movie that I should see. Here's the thing, it's though. very I steamy. That that I don't think that that guy is sexy. I'm not attracted to that man that she has the affair with. Mm, that's fair. That's not my type of dude. Like, a guy is like, hello, welcome to, but that accent is bad. <laughs> the accent is not what t- the, the accent would not be the thing that turns me off. It is, is his vibe. I don't like that guy's vibe. I don't like a guy who's like, oh, uh, I make art and like the, the only person who really gets that you are sexy is me. <laughs> you don't believe you're sexy, huh? Yeah. It's like, Diane Lee knows she's hot. Diane Lee knows she's hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, don't be rude. Don't try to be mean to me. In order, don't try to do the thing where it's like, you don't even know how hot you are. Like, how about just tell me I'm attractive? Tell me I'm
1: attractive. In the comments, (laughs) send me a letter.
0: Send a letter letter,
1: by mail. We're not going to tell you the address. Tell Allie that she's attractive. Or, please don't actually that stresses me out yeah it genuinely or that's is, like, this is a perfect segue <laughs> or if you want More. if you want to get in touch with us and tell us how attractive oh, yeah. we are and stress both Ooh. of us out um you yeah, can we... contact us on social media our instagram handle is at hell no cast and so is our twitter um i am terrible at twitter so we don't really have mm-hmm. any tweets but our instagram is what? pretty good lively
0: it's pretty lively
1: yeah um that was you had me at hell no uh so thank you so much for sticking thank with us so and much. tuning in for this absolute dumpster fire of an episode <laughs> oh, this was a good one when Does i say dumpster like- fire i think dumpster fires are cool because i'm because I'm, I'm a trash gremlin i'm i'm a goblin her- i'm a goblin okay i'm disgusting i'm like i'm like danny devito i'm the trash man Okay. So you're hot, you're sexy as fuck? I'm the trish! You, yeah. you probably know how
0: to fuck real good.
1: I mean like, I'm not real gonna good? I'm not gonna say no. But um thank you for joining us. We, on know, this ep- we know that DeVito I know, I hope we Tim know Tim that DeVito, DeVito fucks, okay? DeVito DeVito fucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and- Thank you. you Thank you any- for coming you to you our anything, TED Talk. If you take anything away from this podcast, it is the Danny DeVito
1: fucks. Yeah. He's a fuck machine. Anyway, thank you for listening to You Had Me at hell. No, I have been Allie. And I I'm have sorry, been no. Mel. No, you're good. Listen, thank you so much for listening. And, um, you know, we've already dropped our social media handles. But if you want to give us a five-star review or a like, tell your friends about us. Um, because Please. we're hilarious. And the world needs okay. to hear our opinions. And that's, well, that's a that fact. Way. If you like this podcast, tell your friends. Listen to Melanie, okay?
0: I'm I'm losing it, okay? I we watched a movie where horses run on the beach and I was like, if only that were me. <laughs> if only <I> <laughs> 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 if only I were the horse on the
1: beach. I feel that vibe.
0: Anyway, yeah. thank you for liking it. Thank you for listening. Um have a great rest of your day. Love you. Bye. Bye.
1: me at hell no was recorded remotely at our homes in front of our pets roscoe and benny ali and i would like to say congratulations to tiffer on the birth of his daughter as well as a big thank you to lucille petty and bella vanik for writing her theme song thank you bella and lucille